Hello. And now, finally, the main episode. <laughs> it's <laughs> we've taken on too much. It's it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. We did a good job keeping the Snyder Snyder episode pretty short. Yeah, that was only twenty minutes. So yeah, we're good. I didn't mention on the Superman episode either. I missed the theme song. Like you know the the current. Berlanti verse theme songs are like 10 seconds long. I miss fucking Remy Zero, man. I need that shit back. <laughs> I fucking love that song. Yeah. Like, that's one theme song yeah. I never got tired of the entire run of the show. No. And that's interesting because a lot of them do get really annoying, but that one was solid. Solid. Like, you'd watch just solid. to see, oh, man, let's see what they put in this time around. It's a new season. What are they going to show us the, the best of oh, the last remember? season? Remember? remember after they graduated how they completely changed the intro that yeah. blew my fucking mind yeah i was losing it it was anyway. so good so good man all right let's get into the show i'm lex hi she's lex i'm matt and this is lex and matt's excellent adventure guys there's so much going on i'm so excited there's, there's too much go- i would argue there's too much there's, there's too- too many things. There's, there's, there's shrimp. There's there's all kind. Of, what's happening? What's going on? There's what's a happening? lot going on. <laughs> but I was specifically talking about in our in our hemisphere here. We've got fucking ah, we've got Patreon. We got the Discord server. Yes. We've got minisodes. You guys probably yes, listen we've done to all the minisodes. <laughs> all the minisodes you could ever want. Um, you know, we have a big announcement. That's coming up that we're probably going to make next week that we can't talk about yet, but it's going to be a lot of fun and a lot more work, but a lot of fun. <laughs> it is going to be work, but it'll be fun. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we have a big announcement, like you said, probably announcing next week as Pro- long as we can. Probably. Probably. Yeah. I've, Ooh. I've, I've vetted it with the powers that be and, Next okay. week seems like the best time to do so. Okay. <coughs> yeah. Uh, uh, sorry. I did that thing where um, I just choke on air for living. Like, you oh. know how you do that? Sometimes yeah. your body's like, I forgot how to live. <laughs> Sometimes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Your body's exactly just like, you know what? Fuck it. For two seconds, we're going to experiment here. Yeah. What if What if you don't breathe do oxygen? Different. What if... <laughs> What if oxygen what hurts if you? Have you up and set it down. Oh, no, 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 no. We shouldn't have done up. We shouldn't have done up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, you know, usually we begin these episodes where I ask you a weird question and you don't know where it's going, but it's yep. totally making sense later on. All right. So, Lex, have you ever been a fan of the television show Law & Order? Were you ever like a frequent watcher of that? I was not. No. Um, I feel like that was out of my uh first of all a lot of the ones that i saw were svu uh-huh. which were dealing with like abuse and stuff and i was like i can't deal with this yeah so no i wasn't really into law and order mm. but i know the thing people love so um yeah it's a show that just will not go away it's it's simpson-esque in how many seasons it's had i i've got no disrespect for the show it's got a catchy theme song as well, you know. It's it's got mm-hmm. some uh, some amazing cultural uh, stamps that it's left. Many 
celebrities have at least been a guest star on this show during their careers. I mean, you cannot, you cannot put it down for not being like a critical part of television as it is right oh, now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 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 So Law and Order it basically has always been on TV. <laughs> uh, of course, right now, um, uh, Mariska Hargitay, Hargitay, Mariska Hargitay has been running things, uh, for God knows how long, but for the longest time, she was joined by Chris Maloney, of course, better known as Elliot Stabler on the show. He was, uh, you know, the, the hardest nails detective with the heart of gold, all that stuff. I'm explaining this all wrong, and that's really because I don't hardly watch it either. <laughs> but. Oh, I thought you were like, okay, you were giving me the impression that you're super fucking into Law and Order, and I was learning this about you. No, I was just, as of now, I studied. And I was like, that's oh, it. you're so into Law and Order, <laughs> and like, you're so happy right now because this thing, something is happening with Law and Order, presumably yes. that, uh, Chris Melody or whatever is returning and you're so excited about this that I'm like cool I'm excited for you I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about so I'm very happy for you on one of our episodes we discussed you know punchable faces and Chris Maloney yes. definitely has that smarmy smirk on his face I'm sure he's a great guy but he's just to got be fair, that sometimes I have that smirk too. I mean I, we all you know we, we all have that face sometimes, but this man has it all the time. Chris Maloney. That's true. What's your ratio? How often do you look punchable? <laughs> He's that been really in. determines if we, if we deem you an official punchable face. That's true. What's the punchability? Tell us who else has a punchable face. Come on. Write <laughs> us, folks. Let us know who's punchable in your, in your eyes. So. Christopher Maloney. Everyone's gonna be like stepdad. <laughs> like whoa. <laughs> they're gonna hold be like, on. no, no, no. That's a different podcast. If our if our Discord is any indication, they're all gonna say me. But whatever. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> so Christopher and Maloney. I have very different ideas of what's going on <laughs> in our Discord, but okay. Good for you, bud. He's been in everything. He's been yes. in True Blood. He had a show based on a comic called Happy that lasted for like. Three seasons or 18 episodes? I don't know how they split those up. I don't uh, know. That show was dark as fuck. I yeah. can only watch little bits of it at a time. I didn't finish it. Yeah, yeah. He was on the Twilight Zone reboot. He was, uh, you know, in. he does a voice on Bless the Hearts, apparently. Uh, Wet Hot American Summer, 10 years later, he was in that. He, he was, yeah, he was in the original one. Yeah, yeah he, he just makes time to do all these amazing things. But yeah, most people know him as Stabler. Whenever he pops up on TV, D goes, "Oh, that's Stabler." I'm like, "Who? Oh, the guy from uh, Law and Order." Oh, all right, cool. Oh, okay. So D's a big Law and Order fan. Yeah, I mean, she she watched it a lot with her family coming up, you know, because it's been okay, on for yeah. years. It's just one of those things that's just always right. on TV. Um, I'm judging. <laughs> no, no, I'm just <laughs> giving context. But yeah, he listen. It's on. <laughs> He also plays uh, Commissioner Gordon on uh, Harley Quinn, the animated series, and he's fucking hilarious on there. Um, and then I, I was surprised because I was watching The Handmaid's Tale for the first time just yeah. to catch up before the new season. And mm-hmm. apparently he's like the big guy on The Handmaid's Tale. So Yeah, he's in everything. He makes time. And apparently he's coming back to Law & Order after a long time away. And the I'm- reason... Bring it all the way back to the reason I'm bringing it up in the first place is because, you know, I watch the Today Show every morning. 
while I'm getting ready for work and while I'm, you know, starting my work day and everything. Yeah, and, we've been over this. A very weird choice on your part. I mean, but I still support it. It's happy enough where they deliver the important news if something goes on in the world, but then they're talking about recipes and, you know, she's people like and shit. So it's like got a nice balance. Anyway, during the commercial breaks, they'll advertise his return to Law and Order, but it'll just be this long monotone sound. just And it's just like this zoom into his face and then this zoom out. And it's just like slow and, and ominous. And he's got that Christopher Maloney face from the side profile. And I'm like, should we be scared that he's coming back? I don't understand. Like, Right. Like, what is the context of him leaving? They really didn't kill him off. Right. He was a cop and then he left, but now he's back. And then there's another version of the ad where we have uh, Marissa Hargitay's character. And he calls to her from off screen. And she just turns around just like breathless and says, Stabler. And it's like, oh, my God, is... Is there gonna be a fight? What's going on here? I don't know. So yeah, I'm Should we should we look this up? Should we like actually Google <laughs> Stabler and see where maybe they think he's dead. Maybe. Maybe. Let's look it up. I'm gonna look it up. So, I don't know why we're doing this. We both don't watch this we show. We both don't watch this show, but you know what? Those ads get me because there is like enough they intrigue you. Yeah. I mean there's enough shine on this dude where it's like we need to know. Why it's a big deal that he's coming back. <laughs> he is starring in a spinoff. Ah. That's why. Okay. So he's already back and we didn't know. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know if he's know. been back. Departure in 2011. Okay. He left. Ah. He was written out of the show. How was he written out of the show? <laughs> it just says he was written off. It doesn't give any context. Awesome. It did not. Thanks, Wikipedia. Thanks a lot. Wait, what? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so maybe he had like a contract dispute with with NBC and they wrote him off the show. And now they've realized, oh, we need some Maloney back. We need him back in the in the in the fold. Come on. Yeah. I don't really know. Um, he's, I guess he retires, basically. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Retiring from the Force off screen during season 13. He went back to his home planet. Like, he was an alien? What the fuck? <laughs> it, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's going on here. There's, like, he was forced to kill someone. I don't know. Like, it's a whole, it's a whole fucking thing. Yeah. But, basically, he just, like, retires off screen. They wrote him out. So. All I know is that these ads yes, have coming out retirement. These ads have me nervous. Like, what's going to happen when he comes back? Is he going to just like fuck up the well, entire are NBC? Are you going to tune in? Hell no, I'm not going to tune in. I'm going to keep following the story through commercials like normal people do. I okay. haven't watched the blacklist since the second season, but I can tell you everything that's going on on the blacklist because the ads come on incessantly. I. I love that you've watched two seasons of The Blacklist. <laughs> what is wrong with you? It's a good show. I mean, you can't, you can't. Come it's on. not good enough for you to continue watching. Apparently, I don't have the time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> the Blacklist just doesn't make the cut. It just doesn't make the cut. I don't know what to okay. Tell you. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, 
that's a weird thing. Um, well, this is we're kind of covering TV. I guess we can talk about. Um, we can just make a quick mention that uh, George uh, George Siegel died. Yeah, yeah, that that was very sudden and surprising to me. I mean, uh, I I don't think anyone was expecting it because the cast of the Goldbergs, which is the show that he's currently working on, I follow some of them on Instagram, and I ended up like going and looking, and they seemed very caught off guard by it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like he's older, but it, I don't think. And maybe they knew he was having this surgery that he was having a double bypass that apparently he did not survive either the surgery or recovery. Um, they did not seem to have any indication that he was like that this was a possibility, basically. Yeah, George Siegel was 87 years old. Um, yeah. As you mentioned, he was a big part of uh, the Goldbergs. Yes. Uh, he was also on uh, Just Shoot Me. For many years <laughs> as the boss of, on that show, which was an excellent show as well. And in time. so many films. Yeah. Like, he, he's... I didn't know this. I heard this earlier. Um, he was one of the first... Apparently one of the first actors in Hollywood to keep his name. He's Jewish. It was Jewish. And kept his name. His original name. Didn't change his name to try to get roles and everything like that. And that ended up breaking a lot of barriers for other Jewish actors to keep their names and to not, you know, shy away oh. from their Jewish heritage. So that was that's a really big thing. Interesting. As far as the breaking barriers, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. He, um, yeah, he. That, that's um interesting that you mentioned that. That's a joke that they frequently go to on the Goldbergs. Uh, you know, changing your name yeah. when you go to Hollywood and everything. Right, exactly. And he's and apparently he was one of the first actors to you know not change his name and find success, and then kind of you know others were able to follow suit because of him. So that was really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he was also a prolific voice actor. I found out mm. once he passed away that. He did voices on shows like American Dad, uh, Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated, but he actually played um, Dr. Quest on The Real Adventures of Johnny Quest from the 90s for all 24 episodes. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So uh, quite a career. Uh, He's done everything. Uh, TV, movies, stage. He even uh, had a couple of uh, albums. Uh, I guess he, he yeah, did Yeah, apparently jazz. he played banjo. Yeah, yeah, he played banjo on Goldbergs a few times, too. We, yeah. I, I didn't realize enough, he was actually playing the banjo, though. Like, yeah. like he actually played it in real life, you know? The the um, the thing about that show, I Dee and I started watching that maybe two weeks ago, oddly enough, and we fell in oh, love with really? it. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, I love that show. I've been uh, I've been a fan of that for several years now. It's It's one of my favorites. I mean, it's not as good as it used to be, but it's so good. Yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things that you can have on in the background. So exactly yeah. after the Today Show is done and it transitions over to Hoda and Jenna, we don't like Hoda and Jenna. We switch over to something like that. So we'll turn on. Uh, we we got through Fresh Off the Boat a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, and then we're like, how about we give Goldbergs a try? You know, we it seemed like it was one of those shows that was more, and you'll get this reference, more that '80s show instead of that '70s show. Uh, yes. And as much as they like to cash in on the references of the time, but there's heart, 
You know, it's got it's got good writing. It's very quick. Yeah. And the, I think that because it's based on his family, yeah. he does keep that yeah, as a, you know, it keeps it a little bit more grounded in that sense. <laughs> I think the appeal of it is that some of that stuff is so out there. Uh, and then it's yes. like, oh, no, that all really happened. And here's the footage that I got. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, that's yeah, my favorite has, part. The only difference is he has two brothers in real life. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not a brother and a sister. So uh, his oldest brother is just kind of written out of the show. And they just have Erica instead. So, of course, bringing it back to uh, George Seagal, he and I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing his name. Um, yeah. He has been doing some amazing work on there. I'd say this is career defining for him. He played uh, the grandfather pop. They, they refer to him as lovingly. If if you uh, are looking for something to honor his memory, definitely check out the Goldbergs if you haven't already. Um, I don't know because I know they're coming back for another season. I don't know if they filmed already. Or they filmed some of it. Okay. They filmed some of it. Uh, some of this season, he was in some of it. Um, and then they're they're going to address it this season apparently. Yeah. They're still planning on doing that, you know. Um, I, I would assume so. But yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. His, his I, and I think who's for uh, who's afraid of Virginia Wolf is like one of his biggest ones, I guess. Like mm. of old school films. Yeah. He was in a lot of old movies old being like the 60s that's when he really broke out as a star but yeah for us it's mostly television is what he's known for yep 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 yep. yeah i think he did yeah he did more episodes of the goldbergs and he even did just shoot me and he was like a main character on there so good for him interesting having that type of career at 87 that's that's an amazing feat in and of itself and his yeah and his character on the goldbergs is so good like the dynamic between pops and adam alone it's just wonderful. Absolutely. It's so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. So rest in peace to him. Best to him and his family, of course. Best to his family, rather, of course. And yeah, it's it's sad when we lose anybody who, you know, we come to know and love on TV like that. So, yeah. For sure. Uh, but yeah, I'm with you. I, I do recommend The Goldbergs. It's a really fun show. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we have we have a lot of casting news. Yeah, that kind of blew news. up. That's just Ralph Fiennes being a dick, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I thought there was casting news. No, that's not what that is. That's right. He doesn't even uh, deserve... The big casting news of the week, <laughs> yeah. then, is Pierce Bronson is joining Black Adam. Yeah, Pierce Brosnan. After Fate, which is... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Good? I mean, that's that's good. I guess. I, all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop doing that high pitch thing because it's gonna like wreck my throat. So look. I I, I I don't know what that reaction is, but okay. I don't know either. It's because I'm really confused on like, should I be happy about this? I like Pierce Brosnan. You know, he's cool. Um, Doctor Fate is a character who. You know, I didn't really know too much about until John Craig uh, gave us a, a little cheat sheet a couple hours before the show tonight. And, In our uh, Discord? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously I've seen Dr. Fate in all these different DC crossovers over the years. He was on Young Justice. You know, just a, a lot of different 
iterations of this character, but when it comes to like the defining storyline for Dr. Fate, I don't have one. And I mentioned it in Discord as well. He's always just kind of the MacGuffin, like if they get in some big trouble and it's got to do with magic, he's the guy that swoops in and is like, here's an Ankh and everything's okay now. Right. Um, I mean, I think it's the idea of Pierce Bronson and The Rock being in this movie together is interesting. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty I have no opinion on Black Adam. Like, this movie, I have no opinion on it. Because I don't know, like, I'm like you, I don't really know enough about the characters. So, stuff. I can say this for sure. Dr. Fate and Black Adam were mainstays in Jeff Johns' run on Justice Society of America, which is... Right. Highly regarded amongst comic fans, uh, you know, from the late 90s, early 2000s. It had a lot of, um, you know, uh, legacy heroes like the Jay Garrick Flash and the Alan Scott Green mm-hmm. Lantern teaming up with younger heroes who were taking on the mantle of, uh, of different superheroes. So what's interesting to me is that a lot of what they're dealing with or what I believe they're going to deal with in the Black Adam movie is kind of what they're covering on the Stargirl show right now. Which, you know, I have talked about before. I really enjoyed mm-hmm. it. But yeah, I, I, I don't know if this is oversaturation of the JSA or maybe if this is just going to be a cameo or some type of flashback. Who knows how much of Pierce Bros- Brosnan we're getting. I just know it's a weird choice to. He's wearing a fucking mask, so who knows? Who knows? <laughs> we'll it see. is always interesting when they get big names to play characters like like when they got bradley cooper to play <laughs> to play rocket yeah you're like okay or All joe right. manganello to play uh deathstroke to walk well, on that the screen that i understood because it was like oh we're gonna do more with this character yeah maybe Hopefully. like i mean that was the idea they were gonna do a spinoff movie with him and stuff so i understand casting a bigger actor He's, yeah, I guess he's kind of a middle range actor, but either way, mm-hmm. casting a, a known actor for that makes sense to me. So something that um, casting wise, continuing down the, the casting yeah. uh, vein here, something that we didn't really put in the notes, but something that intrigues me. Uh, of course, we know that uh, the Batwoman TV show, when it went to its second oh, season, yeah. uh, they, they went ahead with a different character. Uh, as Batwoman this time mm-hmm. around, uh, a black woman. And Ruby Rose was nowhere to be seen, although they do reference Kate Kane on the show quite frequently, and we're led to believe that it's a, a, a big mystery uh, where she is. Uh, we hadn't seen Ru- Ruby Rose. We know that she's no longer associated with the show. In recent interviews, she's hinted at she may come back to the show at some point if the conditions were right. Well, apparently that's not going to be a problem anymore because... Kate Kane has returned to Batwoman. However, Kate Kane has not been played by Ruby Rose this time around. Yeah, they recast her. Yeah. Which is interesting. So... I mean, they must not like her. (laughs) There must be something going on there. There's a lot unspoken about what actually happened there that we may never know the answer to. But, you know, it it was interesting to me that, yeah, I mean, at the same time that Ruby Rose is talking about maybe coming back one day almost automatically. It's like, oh, hey, here's here's a new version of Kate Kane. I think we'll eventually know, but it'll be like 
after Batwoman is over, and it'll be like someone on Twitter talking about it. Yeah, but what's interesting to me about this, uh, the actress is, is Wallace Day, and she was also uh, she also was on the Krypton series that uh, unfortunately went off the air a little while ago. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. You know, maybe it's that CW cat. I mean, I know that wasn't a CW show, but it, like we were talking about casting pools mm-hmm. previously of like WB, CW, all that. Yeah. Maybe that's the situation. <laughs> maybe. So she's she's not taking. Grab one. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, hey, here's a here's a stack of headshots. Just go for it. So she's not going to be coming back to replace the new Batwoman, Ryan Wilder, who's played by uh, Javicia Leslie. Uh, she's just there anyway so i don't want to do something with the katie keen character and she's not coming back as batwoman but they're they're kind of doing something with that storyline of that character yeah it, almost like a, a a passing of the torch you know sort of thing so right I, something along those lines also it makes sense to have that character if she's not dead still be in the show in some mm-hmm. capacity every once in a while. So, yeah, recast her. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. See, Rose left. She made her choice. Right. She didn't know what she was getting into, it sounds like. It's a fucking TV show. It's a different type of work. Yeah, but this is the second time, and I don't, again, I don't know what's going on with Ruby Rose, but this is the second time where a high-profile show has bet on Ruby Rose, and she was the center of attention for a good chunk, and then almost like a flash of lightning, she just disappeared, you know? Yeah, she's just not that uh, not that interesting. I, I guess, guess. I don't know. So, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to make rumors up. It just seems very odd. It's like, yeah, hey, Ruby Rose, and then it's like, yeah, no, fuck that chick. No, we ain't. I was like, okay, I was excited for her at first. I was like, oh shit, like they actually. I was just like, oh, they got a queer woman to play this character. That's great. Like yeah. I was very excited for that, but I, I wasn't like some people were out there like thirsting for her and i was like mm, i don't see her that way <laughs> and then on the other no. on the other side of it you got like the people that are just oh she's not built right oh she doesn't have the right hair and you know fuck those she's assholes. too scrawny yeah okay okay i don't i don't listen cool. to that. yeah cool. so that's that's the the second bit of casting news third bit oddly enough is also dc related we have uh zatanna movie details here Mm-hmm. So there's going to be a Zatanna movie. We kind of found that out last week, but now it's been confirmed. And this isn't really casting news per se. It's more like a, a director announcement. Uh, Emerald Fennell, the Oscar-nominated director of Promising Young Woman, mm-hmm. is taking on a different kind of vigilante. She has been tapped to write Zatanna, a big screen adaptation of the DC Comics heroine. So she's going to be the writer on this. I thought she was directing, oddly enough. Oh, okay. Well, it's a good thing we I read. Haven't, I haven't uh, seen Promising Young Woman yet, but mm-hmm. uh, to have someone who is clearly, like, very talented and, like, nominated for these awards and stuff, writing that character is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a lesser-known character, or at least a character that hasn't been fully fleshed out in... Um, you know, the movies or the cartoons or anything like that. So this is a good thing. Yeah, I think that's a huge advantage. I think Shazam had that advantage. Absolutely. Um, they don't know the character. There's The stakes are much lower. Uh, the same thing with Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. No yes. one cared. 
before you, the movies. You kind of just give it a blank slate, and people aren't too mad at you if you diverge. Well, I shouldn't say no one cared. There's obviously fans <laughs> of all of these things that are very excited about it, and that's great. But, yeah. like, the overall stakes are much lower. Like, we can all admit that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I want um, the people who are excited about Zatanna, I want them to be pleased with the outcome. But at the same time, you know, I, I, I would hope that people would have relaxed expectations as we're establishing this character now. It's not somebody who we've seen on screen several times outside of like some rare appearances in Justice League uh, Unlimited or uh, Batman Brave and Bold, you know. Right. So, yeah, just have a little bit of. Uh, just chill. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. That's good advice in general when it comes to stuff like this. Just fucking chill. Fucking chill. Jeez. All right. Let's get to the assholes. So, Ray Fines. Ralph. 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 I always want to say his name's Ralph, but no, it's, you it know is what? Rafe. Given, given this article, he doesn't deserve to have his name pronounced correctly anymore. Who cares? Ralph Fiennes, uh, also known yeah. as Voldemort from uh, real life and also from the Harry Potter movies. Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> Harry Potter. Uh, he is um, apparently in the pocket with J.K. Rowling saying he doesn't understand why people are so mad at, at uh, fucking J.K. Rowling. He doesn't understand. I, I don't get this, man. Like, even if you don't... It's a slam dunk to just not say a fucking thing <laughs> like, if you don't have an opinion. That's true. Well, That's maybe, true. maybe you shouldn't say it's a slam dunk. Obviously, the slam dunk is being on the side of people having fucking rights. <laughs> That's the slam dunk. It's... Just don't say anything. Just don't say anything. There's... Really, like, do not give a shit, which clearly you don't. Don't say anything. There's a lot of times where you would hope that somebody that has this type of tenure this type of um, history in Hollywood that has played this game for so many years that has come across many people from many backgrounds, you know, some of which is public, some of which isn't at their discretion. You would think that someone who has played this game long enough would have a little bit more sense. I, You know, that's the word I landed at. <laughs> <laughs> that they would just have a little bit more sense, that they would have a little more kindness in their heart, I guess, too. To not go against an entire group of people and, and side with the one person that... And it's not a difference of opinion. that You know what I'm saying. It it amazes me that Ray Fiennes is outspoken about this, that he's taking this stance uh, of obliviousness, while the younger stars of the films that he was in have been so mature and so outspoken and so well measured in the way that they're engaging in this conversation because of I course, mean I yeah they just I think they just understand it a little bit better like yeah. than older generations. I'm sure that um mm -hmm. Fiends and Rawling are about the same age, right? That would make that would make sense what you're saying. Yeah, like I get that. But you would hope that, you know, he he was at least prepped for this because it's not news. This is something that has been going on for several years now, at least two years with J.K. Rowling saying this sort of thing on Twitter. You know, being a part of that franchise, you're going to get asked about that franchise 
every single interview you have for every single project that you're involved in. True. I forget he was in it, though. Like, <clears throat> I, I often do because he has so much makeup and everything like that. I just forget that he was the guy. That's true. That's true. So, I mean, he was interviewed by The Telegraph this yeah. week, apparently, and he was asked about the situation. And his exact words were, I can't understand the vitriol directed at her. I can understand the heat of an argument, but I find this age of accusation and the need to condemn irrational. I find the level of hatred that people express about views that differ from theirs and the violence of language towards others disturbing. Yeah, I mean, I agree that the violence of language towards others can be disturbing, which is why you shouldn't fucking insult trans people. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're... Your argument is right there. You're saying that people are being violent with their words and their vitriol. How is going after trans rights not that? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's 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 calling for. He's 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 basically saying you need to be nicer to her, but she doesn't need to be nicer to you. Like that doesn't make any fucking sense. It really doesn't. If you're if you're entering a a heated, as he's saying, heated argument, you have to anticipate that you're going to hear shit from about it. Like, like that, and, and you know what? That's just how it goes. That's how you have to deal with it. If you're really going to take that stand, you have to be able to deal with the heat. Sorry. And all you really need to clarify, and not in these exact words, and not just ticking off, you know, a checkbox or anything like that, but if you're asked about the situation, if you're asked about how you feel about the situation, you feel the need to stand up for somebody who you've known over the years, who you've worked with. It's understandable. That, that's human nature. That's our first instinct. You know, yeah. a friend of mine couldn't have been so hateful. They couldn't have been so hurtful. So, you know, you in know addition what? to speaking uh, well of your friend, also make clear that transphobia is reprehensible in your eyes. You don't stand for it. You know it. what I want us to normalize? What's that? I want us to normalize if I say something out of pocket. I want you, I want to normalize you going, I love Lex. I don't know what the fuck she's talking about. And then that's it. <laughs> you say something wrong. I go, I love Matt. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. And then that's it. And you move on. I, I, I kind of want that to be our, our like blanket rule for this like friends and family of people who are creating fucking trouble. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, the other thing too. Like, and I don't know how these relationships work in Hollywood or, you know, people say it's different, but I feel like it can't be that different. Right. Like if somebody asks me a question like this about you on a red carpet or something like that, if it I'm, is Lex problematic, you know, yeah. And then okay. it's like they read me a quote. Well, Lex said that black people only eat red Skittles. And wow. And then I have to say some shit like. Well, fuck, that kind of blindsided me. Sounds like I need to step away and talk to my friend. I'll get back to you instead of, oh, no, she'd yeah. never say something like that. It's like, that sounds outlandish, and I need to verify what's going on before I put my foot in my fucking mouth because Ew. somebody but got mixed like, up along the way here. A quick sidebar, like, mm. do, do you only eat red, red Skittles? I'm not answering that question. Fuck you. <laughs> I just want to be culturally sensitive. 
I'm doing the work right now, Matt. I'm the, doing the work, the work you and said. you're not holding my hand <laughs> through the work, which is honestly, mm. honestly, a little bit insulting. I but see. okay, I like. See. This, this. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just like weaponize the white woman tears, oh, and yeah. then I win. <laughs> right. uh, so anyway, it's funny because it's terrible. It anyway, it's true. Moving on. Moving on. Yeah, about- I don't under I don't understand that either. I don't. You know, we don't. You don't have to write me a blank check, man. I don't I mean, have to write you a blank check. Like we're gonna fuck up, and I. I mean. A huge part of our friendship is holding each other accountable. Yeah. I think that's what strong friendships do. And it doesn't even have to be as intense as the situation I mentioned. It should be just general human courtesy, human nature. Like, look, I understand that you're asking me this question as a gotcha question. um, Because this is my friend, this is somebody who I've been associated with over the years. But obviously, this is news to me, and I need to talk to my friend. And that's the part where I get confused about the whole Hollywood aspect of it. You would think that Ray Fiennes has spoken to J.K. Rowling in between the time of her original statement that caused so much controversy and his interview with The Telegraph. You know? Right. I You would think that. I, but I, I have no idea. Like, he, he's... <laughs> he's either standing up for her based off of, like, an old older image of her of who she was several years ago when they worked on this project together, or he believes it too. I don't know. It's really weird. Yeah. It's a really weird, like I said, it's a really weird stance to take, especially when you know you're going to get heat from it. Like you're, you're literally set. Like if your argument is everyone's being so, you know, spewing so much vitriol over this subject, Mm -hmm. I'm going to go ahead and talk about the subject. Like, wouldn't it be more logical for you to avoid the subject? Yeah. That doesn't make sense to me in any level. I mean, I could talk about what you said, but I could actually use this platform to say, hey, transphobia is fucked up. Don't do that shit. You know? Yeah, just leave trans people alone. I don't fucking understand this. Why can't you just leave them alone? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Like, that's it. All you have to do is someone goes, hey, my pronouns are they. And then you go, oh, okay, they told me their pronouns were they. Yep. That's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, you know, and that's that's specifically, I think, non-binary. But, like, well, you know, he says he's a he. Okay, he's a he. Done. That's it. Let me tell you we're, something that's really let's helped go me out. Up, gang. We're Something good. that has really been good for me. And I, I don't. I'm not saying everybody can have this, and this is not going to be. Hopefully, it's not going to be something that gets me fucked up. But um. Well, it, I will defend you. I appreciate yeah. that, but wait till you hear what I have to say. Uh, <laughs> no, it's just you know with 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 the with using the proper pronouns for individuals yeah. that you have identified with the societal norms, uh, or at least how you view the societal norms. Um, right. it. There is a learning curve, and I acknowledge is, that. Yeah. You know, we we have. I the, can acknowledge that as well. You're not alone in that. We have the best intentions when it comes to respecting others and wanting to address them uh, as as who they are. You know. Yeah. Um. So I I've discussed this with several friends over the years, and I've 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 attempted to better myself over time, trying mm-hmm. to uh, unlearn certain habits, that sort of thing. 
Same. Uh, you know, and, and my friend Caitlin uh, is, is actually someone who uses uh, they, them pronouns and uh, has offered to lovingly correct me when I use the wrong pronoun. Yes. And it's good to have a friend like that in your corner who will tell you, hey, you know, respectfully, lovingly, you fucked up. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, that's very helpful. Um, yeah. And I'm I mean, saying, like, we do our best, yeah. we make mistakes, and then we we continue to try to grow. That's all we can do as humans. And that's the type of friend that you are to me. You tell me when I fuck up. You're my accountability buddy. So I don't, I don't really have a lot of those moments though. Like it's not like yeah, I, you know, I I can't even really recount one right now. And I appreciate that, but I'm confident in the fact that if I do have one of those moments, I should say when I do have one of those moments, you're going to let me know because you made me really really uncomfortable when you called me honky the other day. <laughs> <laughs> That's because you kept on honking your car horn at someone. I don't I, no. Oh, is that what that means? That's, I guess. Okay. I All right. Uh, you know what? I stand corrected. Never Maybe mind. you were blowing your nose a lot. I don't know, man. It's no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. It makes sense now. I get it. All right. I get it. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, it's good to have people like that in your life is all I'm saying. People who you can trust to to help nudge you in the correct direction, you know? Yeah, I think that good friendships do that. They allow you to grow in that way, and they kind of push you to be a better person. So. Yeah. So, fuck Ralph Phineas and his fucking no-nose having ass. <laughs> Phineas. <laughs> Ralph Phineas and Fairy. No association with the wonderful artist Phineas, who seems to be unproblematic, at least at the time. <laughs> I hate that we have to do that. Like, oh, shit, he seems to be unproblematic. Oh, man. Just like Jensen Cart seemed to be unproblematic. Speaking of. Oh, God. I did not have impression that Jensen Carp was unproblematic. I had no impression of Jensen Carp. And then he found fucking he claims to have found now I'm saying claims to have found because I now that we know this dude is shady, I don't know if he fucking made this up and now he's in too deep. We have discussed Jensen Carp in the past on the show. We have in the sense that we don't understand how he's with the panga. Right. But certain things have come to light uh, that aren't really, uh, and I'm I'm laughing at the at the ridiculousness of it all, not at the fact that it's funny or anything like that, because it's really fucked up. So it's just some resolution to this, I guess, but yeah, yeah. So this has been going on for two days now on Twitter. The only thing that people have been talking about are the fucking shrimp tails that this man found allegedly found in a box of cinnamon toast crunch. Which is fucking weird. It like, is. There's no reason why shrimp tails would be in the same facility. Right. Um, not only does that does that alarm people who have allergies, um, it's also something a lot of people didn't really necessarily point out. But like, it, you know, they're they're kosher. Uh, the cereal is kosher certified. Yeah. So if there's shrimp, all of a sudden there's there's shellfish. In this, like, if if that's in the facility, it's no longer kosher. It's kind of contaminated. So, like, there's there are several, and and you know, shellfish allergies can be deadly. Yes. So, like, there's a lot of layers to this. Yeah, I mean, it it could, you know, some people just by religious choices don't eat shellfish either. So, yes, yeah, yeah there's a lot 
there's a lot to consider when it comes to that. Specifically, shellfish is a is a hot button uh, topic. So, yeah, um, the fact that a person, not even saying him, could find shrimp tails in a box of cereal, and basically just based on the the photos, they do look coated in cinnamon, like they were part of the manufacturing process. Yeah. By that yeah. point. And they're definitely shrimp tails. But what was fucked up is the fact that the Cinnamon Toast Crunch Twitter account came back and said, after further investigation with our team that closely examined the image, it appears to be an accumulation of the cinnamon sugar that sometimes can occur when ingredients aren't thoroughly blended. We assure you that there's no possibility of cross-contamination with shrimp. They're fucking panicking right now. Because of everything I, I you said. I don't understand. I don't understand this. I understand going, uh, we don't know what's happening. We're going to investigate this. Please contact us. Whatever. The, like, I don't understand going, no, 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 that's just sugar. It's fucking shrimp tail. Right. You can <laughs> see, like, part of the shell of the shrimp. Yeah. That, ugh. It's gross. I'm really, really worried that he did this. Yeah. As a joke. And it's gotten out of hand now, and it's fucking up, uh, like like cinnamon toast crunch and in general. Yeah, yeah. So that that brings us back, and this is this is a fucked up situation because it could, if if we're not careful, it can come off like victim blaming, which is definitely not what our intention no, here no, no, is. No. Even a broken clock can be right twice a day, as the saying goes. Jensen Cart, who is married to Danielle Fischel Cart, uh, unfortunately named, uh, the gentleman found shrimp in his cereal. Uh, and, you know, he's, he's got a reputation of being, um, I don't an know. An asshole? Guy? Yeah, an asshole, definitely. But also, he's, he's one of those people that considers himself like an influencer sort of guy. So everything that comes along with that self-proclamation of being an influencer, of being someone who has their finger on the pulse of what's hot and what's not. Uh, he, he used to have a podcast and a segment on Kevin and Bean's show called Get Up On This, which initially aired under the Smodcast Network, but then was moved over to Earwolf for some reason. They never really talked about which that. I didn't much. know anything about any of that until you talked about it yeah because at one point i was i was listening to everything on kevin smith's network i was at least giving Mm -hmm. it a try and there were some things that were discussed on on get up on this that were pretty interesting um yeah you know and video games he was talking about and different books that he was reading like he definitely does have a knack of pop culture and finding out what the next big thing is right um he used to have a gallery too. Anyway, he also used to be a rapper named Hot Carl, apparently. Uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Just a little Sorry, bit of everything. Jesus. I didn't so mean to insult you with, with bringing you into the fold of a rapper named Hot Carl. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a little bit of everything going on with him. He's a, he's a weird dude. He's a weird dude. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, after this story came out, of course, people are, are marveling at the fact that he's married to Topanga from Boy Meets World. Uh, people are still shocked about the shrimp. Um, they're learning about him and his former rap career. 
Uh, he has a board game where apparently the royalties are going to uh, Black Lives Matters charities and stuff like that. Uh, okay, that's nice. That's nice. Yeah, we can acknowledge that that's nice while also going okay. The broken clock analogy, right? But yeah. now, now there are, of course, um, certain parties coming out stating that he's not a nice guy. No, apparently he's uh, he's at the very least verbally abusive, allegedly. Yeah, yeah. There's there's even claims that he has uh, coerced women into sexual situations that they weren't 100% comfortable with, and then told yeah. to keep quiet after the fact. So, which is not good. Not good at all. No. So, this is a very strange situation where, you know, we we started with this whole like. Oh shit, this is exciting. This is something that we can finally, like, follow on Twitter for the first time in a long time. And it doesn't have to do with, like, politics or <clears throat> with civil unrest or, or with social justice or anything like that. We can just, like, follow along with this tale. And then the more we find out about him and his life, and then even Daniel Fischel after the fact, it's just, ah, uh, it just gets sticky and, and, uh, unfun, you know? Um, there was an article that you shared on the Discord earlier today about Daniel Fischel that... Uh, I did not share that article. Oh, no, that was uh, another one of our... Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. That was some... Uh, who else shared it? I don't remember. But, yeah, like, so so I guess Daniel Fischel is kind of problematic as well? She was unfriendly <clears throat> to uh, another one of the actresses on, on Boy Meets World. I'm blanking on her name. I mean... Hold her accountable, but remember that they're they're child stars. Like, there's a little bit. Can we give a little bit of leeway when they're actually like teenagers on a show? Yeah. Or is that not a thing we can do? Like, like if Daniel Fischel did any of that shit today, mm-hmm. I'd be like, no, fuck her. But like, if she was doing it when she was like nine. Teen, I don't know. Maybe a little bit of leeway. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong to, to get well, that. Well, and I, here's the thing. So, yeah. of course, you know. Um, if I'm wrong, tell me, you know. That's okay. Yeah, we're going to talk about it. So, Trina, Trina McGee Davis uh, was the actress on Boy Meets mm-hmm. She came late in the show. Uh, she started on season five, uh, and then she was a main character on season six and seven as a love interest to one of the other main characters, Sean, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. And she was discussing on Twitter that she was not uh, really accepted in the cast uh, by a lot of the uh, by a lot of her castmates. So she was made to feel like an outsider. Uh, Danielle Fischel uh, took it upon herself. Now this is this is where we can you know feel better about what's going on here. Danielle Fischel took it upon herself to reach out to her and apologize not only for the treatment that she received on Boy Meets World. But apparently she was also um, not great to her when she came back for Girl Meets World either. Okay, that's so, where I'm done. Yeah, like, so that's where I retract all. Like, fuck, what the fuck? That's bullshit. Yeah, you know, and it's it's unfortunate uh, that she had to deal with that. That Trina McGee had to deal with that. Um, yeah. You know, but I, I am glad that she got a little closure on that chapter after speaking with Danielle Fischel. And 
coming yeah. to an understanding that you know the the way that she was made to feel was unacceptable so you know at least there's there's that closure for that but man you know you find out a lot about people when just like fucking cinnamon toast crunch put shrimp in your cereal why are you uh why are you being a fucking weirdo dude putting I don't know. Yep. Maybe my I do have a theory that maybe the box was tampered with. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Like that, uh, that's the only thing I can think of. Here's a, like for me right now, it could go either way because I'm looking at the pictures of the cereal, and he tweeted some stuff out after the fact, and it shows like various other pieces of cereal bits in there that look like they have black parts baked into them. That could be shrimp. He claims that he's, yeah. you know, going ahead and, and taking it to a lab to get analyzed. So, you know, I'm sure we'll hear more about this as it develops. Because yeah. the entire uh, the entirety of Twitter is obsessed with this story right now, including us. I mean, we've been talking about it all day for the past two days. It's just been something to distract us from fucking Ted Cruz, I guess. But yeah, it's it's nuts. <sighs> Ted Cruz. Yeah. Why'd you bring up Ted Cruz? See? Ugh. Let's talk about I hadn't thought of him. Speaking of nasty shrimp, I guess. Yeah. Ted Cruz is in the news again. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yep, 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 yeah, yep. I I don't know. I, I mean, look, my thing is if this actually happened like if if this is real, if he did actually find the shrimp in there, they need to figure that out. They need to figure out what the fuck happened. But if it's not, they also, like, we also need to know. If he made this up, we need to figure out, like, we really do need to know. Because it's it's either making, like, a company look really bad, or it's, like, one disgruntled employee type of situation, and, like, other employees are going to pay the price for that. That's bullshit, too. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, there's also the factor of, like, whoever's running their social media, unfortunately, needs to lose their job. They're in way over their head. I, I, I feel a little bit of sympathy for them because... some fucking intern. It's, That's yeah. what's so sad. Like, and they're not being paid enough or at all. They're used to just being able to tweet out cute shit about Cinnamon Toast Crunch and about what the chefs mm-hmm. are doing and stuff. And, you know, oh, you made Cinnamon Toast Rice Krispie Treats. That's great. You know, that sort of thing. And all of a sudden... This, you know, influencer comes along and says, hey, you motherfuckers put shrimp in my cereal. What are you going to do about it? And now they're just, I don't know. Uh, that can't be. We wouldn't do that. No, fuck you. You did. Yeah, See, I'm curious what Danielle Fischel has put on her, like, Instagram or whatever. If there's been anything on hers. Danielle Fischel Carp. What a terrible name. Right. Oh, she's just selling products now. I think this is why I unfollowed her a while back because she's yeah. into like hair serums and stuff. And I'm like, I truly do not care. Good for you. I don't care. <laughs> Someone tweeted, a man named Carp married to a woman named Fischl found shrimp tails in a box of cinnamon toast crunch. <laughs> the cereal was purchased from the Costco on Topanga Canyon Boulevard and his wife played Topanga in Boy Meets World. Meanwhile, Carp used to be a guest on Pistol Shrimp Podcast. Uh, I don't like any of this. No, it's all too It's a conspiracy. Convenient. It's all too fucking convenient. It's, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't. It doesn't. doesn't. But, and this is an interesting case study here. Like, do we immediately discount 
this claim because this person is such a fucking train wreck of a human being and his life is just a fucking tornado of mess? Ew, okay, I don't like this. Oof. I just want to state for the record. Which I went part? on <laughs> Hold on, hold on. Okay. I went I, I was just looking at his Instagram and they have a podcast together apparently. Mm. It's a podcast about cameo accounts where they I guess are reviewing cameo accounts and it's by the Carps husband and wife and I just don't like it and I don't know why I was hoping it was about the uh... oh fuck he's behind Patty LaPelle oh he is god damn it damn it he can't buy from Patty LaPelle I was hoping it was a a podcast about the uh, R&B singer cameo who sang just like candy that would be great yeah. Just every episode. No, apparently he's uh he's involved with Patty LaPelle, which means, you know, with these allegations against him as an abuser, I don't want to support Patty LaPelle anymore. Damn. Uh I don't want to buy and they have some really cool pins, but I'm not gonna give him money. Unfollow Patty LaPelle. Damn. Yeah. I mean I'm not giving him money when there's like these allegations of of abuse, especially when there are like other creative smaller people making enamel pins like you can find enamel pins for days from other smaller creators so right right so there's there's two things really on the table here of course and they're not equal in any way whatsoever i just want to make that plain the whole thing with the shrimp and the cereal you know for people that eat cinnamon toast crunch it's a little alarming you know especially i i love cinnamon toast crunch cinnamon toast crunch has been my favorite next to like a captain crunch we have had many cereal bracket rankings yeah on our show over time i'm looking at a box of cinnamon toast crunch on top of my refrigerator right now and it's i a know solid cereal it's always good oh god don't say solid oh god solid oh. cereal no no, no. <laughs> I know I'm going to look at every single granule of Cinnamon Toast Crunch that I ingest from now on. Any cereal, really. I mean, we take that shit for granted, you know? Is it really affecting you that much? I mean, if you think about it, like, consistency, like, texture is a big thing when it comes to cereal. Anything off with cereal? I guess I I didn't think about it because I'm like, I would notice it. I would see it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, when I was going I to, when I was in high school, like, okay, get ready. <laughs> when I was in Y'all high school, okay. um, my grandmother <laughs> would pour a bowl of cereal for me every day. Like, she was insistent on making sure that I got a bowl of cereal before I left because I'm traditionally not a breakfast eater. If anything, I'll do like a protein shake or something like that. But she was insistent, like, you know, if she if she wasn't gonna cook me breakfast. She wanted to make sure I had a bowl of cereal. So I'm like, fine, I'll, I'll do cereal, then I'll just like jet out the door. And it was Raisin Bran Crunch uh, back then. Until one day. Um, oh, no. I was always half asleep when I was eating the cereal. My eyes were usually closed. I was listening to the radio, something. I remember those days, yeah. On, on autopilot. Fucking, I looked down. Thankfully, I looked down. Oh, no. And I see a centipede crawling Oh, above and then no this is after okay, five I get it. I get spoonfuls like so from now from then on yeah i i fucking look at my shit with a microscope all right okay like to be <laughs> fair at least you're eating a bug that's like you know people eat bugs yeah sure 
Remember how fucking delicious the bugs in The Lion King looked? They had no right to look that delicious. They did not. They had no right. No juicy, right. Juicy thick bugs. Yeah. Good. Right. Oh my god, I wanted to eat all of them. Mm. This did not look like that. This was a centipede. Not even a millipede. I don't know what would be better. I just know it wasn't good. Okay. I don't think the number of peds matters in this particular <laughs> case. I don't know, man. All I know is I was done with cereal for a while after that. And uh that's that's rough. Yeah, yeah. So cinnamon toast crunch. So when I pour a bowl of cereal now, I at least like look at the pour. I'm not just doing something else. I'm not one of those people like you see on the ads who's like reading the newspaper and pouring cereal without looking and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I don't do any of that because no. I'm so uncoordinated that I would just spill things everywhere. I have to pay attention to this stuff. Yeah, yeah. I really do. If I'm cooking, I'll set something on fire. I've done it. I'll do it again. <laughs> I can't do it. It reminds me of the Simpsons bit where Homer is like, trying to make breakfast and he pours a bowl of cereal pours the milk and all of a sudden it just catches fire yes that is me yeah. that is hi my name is lex okay so my last name is Lutz, and i am a doofus that's that's the funny side of this whole thing the other side is the whole idea of being that type of social media influencer having that type of fame that is completely contingent on you being uh, on trends and pop culture and that sort of stuff. And then to know... I like to say on fleek. (laughs) Yes. So being that level of pop culture, being almost a curator of like nostalgia almost, which in a weird way is kind of gross when you think about like he's married to Topanga too. Like, ugh, weird. Um, but they went to high school together. Never mind. We're so gross about judging. <laughs> I mean, really, like you know, once you find out somebody's a creep, like happily married and have a son and yeah. everything, it's like, ugh. If this had been last week, it'd have been like a completely different vibe. But I'm very concerned that she might be in an abusive relationship. Though, I'm concerned so that she's let the comments stand. For I'm now. concerned that she hasn't been Stepford wived, you know, or Stepforded. Yeah. Step forwarded. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm I'm with you. It's a weird story. I the only thing I really don't I haven't cared that much about this story, but I am now very curious to see now that we're seeing this guy is is shady. Yeah. Where is this going? I I think we're gonna hear a lot more about the shadiness going forward. I, the guy is pretty much on the periphery of being relevant at all times. But this is the most relevant he's ever been. This is not an insult to his rap career. This is not an insult to his, like... Oh, I'll insult the fuck out of his <laughs> rap career. This is not an insult to his gallery curation, his podcasting, uh, any of his work at all. This is strictly commenting on the fact that people fucking love breakfast cereal, especially Cinnamon Toast Crunch, and he's coming for it. And now that he's it's out American there... cereal. Exactly. And now that he's out there like that... Now people are going to be wanting to know more about him. And unfortunately for him, it's warts and all. So, yeah. And kudos to uh, the people, the the women speaking out right now against it. I've seen uh, the women speaking out about allegations of abuse, um, working with him in him being uncomfortable, nothing romantic involved type, but like he's a shitty person to work with. Yeah. 
And I think there was also a guy saying, like, he's shady as fuck. Yeah, yeah. A lot Mostly of people I've seen have. women speaking out. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. For the most part, people who haven't made their statements public yet, but intend to... You know, folks, I understand. When you encounter somebody who was universally admired or seemingly universally admired, sometimes you, you kind of want to uh, gut check against somebody else who's had a bad experience. Right. You know, I've I've been there before. I've I've encountered several no. people where it's like people really seem to like this person. I don't. You don't too. Let's you and I have had those those conversations. Ah, uh, yeah. sure. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And it's yeah, it's like okay, so we're not just imagining things and you know just kind of connecting dots that shouldn't be connected, and then you feel more comfortable making statements more publicly. I understand that rationale completely. Yeah. So of course, yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, okay. I need a palate cleanser. So, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> I need a palate cleanser. Let's 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 hear from some folks. Let's hear from our UK friends. We did. What this is? So the hilarious thing about this particular UK, our our, our British correspondents wrote in, guys. <laughs> um, and our British correspondents wrote in at 8:07 p.m. my time, hmm. and 8:20 p.m. Both, uh, both of the Ravens podcast hosts were listening to our hundredth episode at the exact same time, and were writing to me, not realizing that they were both writing to me and listening to the episode at the exact same time. That's kind of great. It, they were not coordinated in any way. I was literally saying, to, I was telling Dom, I was like, Simon's writing to me. Over. <laughs> like, I, I'm, I'm switching back and forth between your messages. So we wrote in in reference to our 100th episode. A little inside so, baseball before you even yeah. go down that path. A little inside baseball. Thanks to the, to, the, to the fine folks over in the United Kingdom. There's a, a, a huge groundswell of uh, listeners over there, of course, recently because of um, your, your guest starring on the Ravens podcast. Uh, oh, and just, you know, being a general, genuine, just all around cool, cool person that you are. People want to listen to you, hear what you got to say. So we've, we've been picking up a lot of love from the UK lately. Also Russia. I don't know what that's about, but no. Anyway. Uh, that's my Russian bride. Ah. Yeah. Cool. She's doing some research. I sent some stuff her way. Nobody from hey. Canada. Come on, Canada. Let's go. We love Canada. Come on. Jesus. We love you guys. You're our hat. <laughs> And we appreciate you. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Dom wrote in and saying the fundraiser with the one-eyed teddy bear. Which is what <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Dom. Dom wanted you to know it's called Children in Need. Children in Need. Yes, that's exactly what I yes. was thinking of. That is the name of it. You absolute lunatic. It is <laughs> it's a... called Children in Need. One eyed teddy, teddy bear. You know what? It's a it's the cutest mascot. It's a it's a brown bear with an eye yes. patch on, and he's on the mend. He's got a smile, looking very positive about life and about his future. So, yeah, you know, shout out to Children in Need. They've done um, amazing things with Doctor Who over the years that have made me pay attention. So, obviously, what they're doing is working, and uh, you know, much credit to them. Much respect. Okay. Simon also wrote in, I'm saying a couple of things. So jelly babies are covered in flour. 
I have no idea why. He said, I have no idea why. And they are usually given to kids when they are ill. Mm. Random, I know. Which, that's weird. Like, it's a sick... <laughs> I wonder, like, like, do you hate it? Because it's like a thing you associate with sickness. Is that why the doctor would always try to give people jelly babies? Because he's the doctor and he's trying to make the... Fa- we cracked the oh, code! That makes sense. I mean, but... It does. I feel like every... <laughs> Every country has the weird things they give out to kids when they're sick. They just they don't know what to do, right? So it's like crackers, yeah, like salt. In America, we give them bills. <laughs> like horrible debt for the rest of their lives. Also we start that. young. Get also used that. To it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you have to have the trifecta of saltine crackers, ginger ale, which may or may not contain real ginger. Usually doesn't. It's just sugar no, water. Sugar. And yeah. of course, uh, the price is right. And that is chicken how noodle soup. chicken noodle soup, like like the canned chicken noodle soup that you dilute with water. Yeah, Campbell's. <laughs> it's got the chicken yep. cubes in there. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you will eat it. You will because you've been puking. So that's your that's your uh, sick day starter yeah. pack right there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, jammy Dodgers are dope. This is a fact. Have that's you had a Jammy Dodger? I have not. Okay. Not. So full disclosure, the the reason why I've yes. had Jammy Dodgers and Jelly Babies and I've had um get ready for this, fish sticks and custard, uh is because of Resnaculus. We did a show with um the Geek Show at Stage Seven Seven Three oh, cool. years ago. And they were doing a Doctor Who themed show. And so we're like, well let's try some of this shit that they eat on the show. I've never had a Jammy Dodger before, and mm-hmm. let me tell you you are never going to be the same after you have one of these jammy dodgers. They are fucking delicious. No, I'll totally try it. I just never even heard of it before you guys were discussing it last yeah. week. So. Yeah. I don't know if you have these by you, but there's a store called World, World Market that sells a no. lot of that stuff. Okay. All right. So next yeah, time you're in town, we'll, we'll make it a point. Okay. Yeah. Go look at all the things. Now we have like um, Asian specific markets. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then a lot of like Latin markets and stuff like that, but but not like a, a you know overall world type of thing. Right. Like, I assume that's what that means. Um. Oh, also, so he was clarifying that they do have Black Friday. Mm. He said we have Black Friday too. It only started about ten years ago and it was copying the United States. Mm. So Black Friday is a thing in the U.S. or I'm sorry, in the U.K. It's copied from the U.S. and it's a very recent thing. I see. You know, only in the past decade. So that but are answers that. Are they mowing people down like we do here? Are they doing it in the proper, you know, American tradition? No, I think they have their own terrible ways, but they're very d- different from our terrible ways. Okay. So, you know, maybe they just insult people more. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. there's more attitude. That dry, that dry British wit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so like, biting. Like, make you feel like a piece of shit, but not actually kill you. Right, That's, right, right. That, like, like, the actual killing you is more our vibe, you know? That's true. We're back to that. Nature is healing, guys. <laughs> We're getting lots of shootings, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It is. Okay. So thank you, folks, for writing in. We we sincerely appreciate yes. that. You know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we appreciate that. Our last little note here is, uh, I guess the PSP and Vita stores are closing, and I wanted to use that as a as a PSA 
because PlayStation 3, Vita, and PSP stores, digital stores, are currently, or are going to close at the end of this month. And I just want to remind you all that you too can become a bunker person and buy physical copies. Yeah, guys, don't trust the man. Don't trust digital copies. Buy physical copies. Become a weird bunker person. If the pandemic has taught you anything, it's that you need to be weird and like have everything at your disposal. Right? That's true. Right? That is yeah. true. You're right. Now I'm gonna throw a wrinkle in this. I'm I'm going to yes and you right now. So here's sure. here's what we're here's 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 where my head's going right now. So okay. you are hundred percent correct. In instances where you can afford to buy a physical copy of any type of software or a film or TV show that you're really into, I 100% agree. Do that. Absolutely. Yes. You know, as your, as your, um, your, your funds allow. Now, as for things that unfortunately have only been released digitally, uh, for instance, uh, infamous Festival of Blood, which was a standalone game on PS3, which featured Cole McGrath of, uh, of, of the infamous, uh, one and two. Uh, mm-hmm. Not the infamous, just infamous. But this was only released digitally until a collection came out later on down the line. So if this network went away and people only had this game digitally, that game disappears forever unless you've already purchased it and downloaded it. So in addition to buying physical copies, in addition to making sure that you have backups on backups, whatever, I'm also going to say... Make sure to support the modding community. Make sure to support people who develop emulators mm. and maintain those backup files and everything like that. Because you know what? Yeah, it's another level of fuck the man. It's another level of fuck the man. And normally I don't go on record with this, but the fact that Sony is taking away the PS3, Vita, and PSP stores, knowing that a lot of those uh, PS, what was it, PS uh, Vita minis that they released mm-hmm. over time. A lot of that was yeah. the hard work of dev teams uh, yeah. that saw little return. And now their projects are going away forever unless a proper record is maintained. So that's why I'm saying support the people who work on these emulators. Support people that work on ROMs because eventually we're going to want to go back and revisit that sort of stuff. Um, you know, for the longest time. Unless you bought the Scott Pilgrim game based on, uh, you know, the Brian Lee O'Malley books and the movie, uh, on PS3 when it first came out, there was no way to get that. That was delisted. And so if you didn't have it, you couldn't get it until it was re-released just recently. Yeah. So, uh, you know, of course, the one we always talk about, PT, the playable trailer for, uh, the Silent Hills game that got canceled, Scorched Earth, that doesn't exist anywhere anymore except on the computers of the modders and emulator emulator developers that uh you know scraped it off of the PS4 before it went away. Right. So Yeah. I mean, you got to do what you got to do sometimes and I, I completely understand yeah. that. Obviously support the people that are developing the content that you like. Right. Make sure to pay for the content that you absorb especially that you can like pay for what you can. Pay for what then, you can. Yeah. Yeah. And then damn the man. Empire. Yeah. <laughs> that's right that's right you know just be be um yeah so just be be honorable 
in what you do with your media is what I'm trying to say. Ah, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Always lead with honor. Always. I don't know why I'm getting all weird. Because we've recorded, <laughs> we've recorded three episodes three in one night. Three episodes why. in one night, ladies and gentlemen. I think this is a new record, so congratulations. I don't ever want to break this record. Never. Let's leave it. Never. Yeah. Never. All right, folks, thank you for bearing with us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us, as always. If you want more of these shenanigans, if you want to hear the aforementioned episodes that we recorded earlier today, one of which is already on the feed, which is the Justice League uh, Zack Snyder uh, talk up a little bit. But we've also got mini-sodes in our Patreon that you can check out. We talk and about merch. Also merch. We talk about Superman and Lois. Uh, you know, we've been doing that for the past few um, just a good conversation between Lex and I, if I do say so myself. And we've got tons of other stuff there for you to enjoy. Yeah, we got magnets in. Remember we discussed that on the 100th episode, guys? Remember we were like, what if we got magnets of this hilarious WAP uh, image? Yes. We did it. We have them. <laughs> I have them. I'm giving, we are going to give these to every single patron. That's right. Th- as long as supplies last. And we got plenty of them. That's so, right. So, it doesn't matter what tier you sign up for right now as like a celebration of the hundredth episode. We're giving them to everyone. Shout so out to the, to the shout out to the homies of Sticker Mule for making it so easy to do. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> if you go sign up for our Patreon right now, you'll get access to the Discord at any tier, and you'll get a magnet at any tier. So go support the show. Right, right, right. It's worth yeah. it, guys. It's a lot of fun. There's, We're enjoying it's it. It's so funny. This is my favorite thing that we've made. I literally have it sitting next to my desk. On I have like a metal, like IKEA um, storage unit type of thing, mm-hmm. and I I put it. I already put it on there. I'm like, this is the greatest. <laughs> That's right, folks. So if you want it on the action, make sure to get on my Patreon. It's totally worth it. Mm-hmm. And follow us on social media at Lex and Matt across the board, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We're kind of there sometimes, but we're mostly yeah, on Twitter. Yeah, Facebook is the least used now. Yeah. Twitter and Instagram are our most used, especially. Matt's more on Twitter. I'm on there a little bit more in the pandemic kind of days, but Instagram's the best play- place to get a hold of me. Either way, Word. one of those two. Word. All right, folks, that's it for now. Thanks for tuning in. My name's Matt Peters. And I'm Lex Lutz. And be excellent to each other. Mm, Bye. Sound like a (laughs) drive-by.